0: Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor.
1: This week we will be talking about the FX slash Hulu show uh, Reservation Dogs. And excited to discuss it with Jordan. But first we have... I have a lot... I think I have a lot of TV news. We'll see what happens when I'm actually going through it, but... One thing that I have is that FX decided to drop their second... I, I'm really confused if it was like a second follow... Oh, it, I think it was like a follow-up documentary on Britney Spears to their first one that they dropped last year. And um, it was like a surprise drop and it came... They're dropping it right before... Netflix is dropping their documentary, which kind of seemed a little like shady.
0: Yeah, to me, i was like, I don't know. I mean, clearly, they had a whole documentary that they were planning on dropping, but like we didn't, no one knew about it, and so it's like, oh well, now we're also dropping one right before. I saw I saw a tweet comparing it to like the rival FireFest. Yes documentaries. Mhm. I Very was going to weird. mention
1: that same thing. Oh yeah. Um yeah, it was Amy Kaufman, who's a journalist at the LA Times, and she also had recently uh interviewed uh the director of the Netflix documentary and she apparently had been working on this documentary for like two and a half years and had to make a complete like 180 once the first fx documentary was dropped i guess it wasn't last year it was in february but that seems like last year oh my gosh (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) um so she like completely changed it so like i hope that this new one didn't make them have to completely like scramble i mean it's done but like a little sad and like I think we, we will cover both of these documentaries next week. That's the plan. Um, but something interesting, uh, I saw an article by The Atlantic that uh, was titled, It May Soon Be Time to Leave Britney Alone Again, which is, I didn't read it, but like it is true that like now we have all these documentaries, and like what has changed? Are we doing the same thing that we that brought Goddard into this problem in the first place. Like it's just like a tightrope that we're walking on. And I don't know.
0: Yeah. Honestly, it reminds me a lot of how I know I have been feeling like this. I think a lot of people have been feeling this, like kind of like the true crime fatigue Mm -hmm. where it's like, you think people, people think they're helping solve murders and missing people cases, but like, actually it's like, how the line between helping strangers and exploiting a sad story is really exactly. a thin line. And um, yeah, I think, I, I think that Brittany's going to get her freedom from the conservatorship a lot because of how much it's been publicized. But like a lot of the, like these people are really intense and like, she clearly is, it's not like she wants to become all these people's best friends. Like she needs her time To actually Mm -hmm. live her life out of the public eye, that's that's what she's been wanting this whole time. Yeah, like as soon as the conservatorship ends,
1: everybody needs to leave her alone and never talk to her without her initiating something
0: on her own. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. So yeah, it's complicated. But we can get more into that next week. (laughs) Yeah, that was a preview. (laughs) (laughs) Um yeah that that surprise drop was so weird. I'm I'm glad and excited to watch it but it, it was it was I felt weird about it and I still do. Yeah. My first piece of news is that um some new casting has come out about a comedy pilot coming to Hulu that I wasn't sure if I'd ever heard about. It's called Reboot. And it caught my eye because Rachel Bloom, who's the lead of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, got cast and I love her. And this show, um, the premise is very funny to me. And it's also starring Keegan-Michael Key and Johnny Knoxville. It's, like, very interesting <laughs> cast. But so here's the, here's the premise, according to Hollywood Reporter. It says, Reboot, was, which was picked up in August, explores what happens when Hulu reboots an early 2000s family sitcom and how its dysfunctional cast is forced back together. And must now deal with their unresolved issues in today's fast changing world. So it's so like, it's like super I, meta? I, yeah, because I'm like, wait, so Hulu <laughs> it's a Hulu show in real life, but Hulu is in the in the script is the one rebooting this. And so I was like, what the heck? But I feel like that could be very, very entertaining of an idea. Yeah. So I'm very intrigued and I'm excited to see um where it goes it kind of reminds me there's a lot of Bojack Horseman in that because they talk a lot about on that show like has-beens kind of from except that's like kind of 90s like step-by-step full house vibes and so the 2000s family sitcoms are it's like modern family I guess and so it's just I'm just very intrigued
1: yeah that's extremely intriguing I like it oh Uh, Mindy Kaling dropped the trailer, uh, for The Sex Lives of College Girls, and we also have a release date of November 18th on HBO Max, and all of the, uh, characters seem really fun, and it was a fun trailer. I'm I'm excited.
0: Yeah, it really did. I felt like the dialogue did sound like straight out of Never Have I Ever in some Mm -hmm. ways. Um... It'll be interesting now that we have so many shows from Mindy like like being it's, distinct from one another, you know. That's true cuz we
1: we have the Mindy project which is like adults in with like careers and mm-hmm. then she went to four weddings and a funeral which is like older adults not totally in careers trying to figure their life out a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. And then like high schoolers and now we're in college. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, like, going th- truly through, like, all the different life stages. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. And all on different networks. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Go, Mindy. I mean, I'm here for the Mindy Cinematic Universe. So. Me, too. They, Netflix announced that they renewed Sex Education for season four. So, of course. So, very happy about that and not surprised. Um. Have you been... <laughs> It's speaking of that, they made that announcement at this new like Netflix uh convention that's going on called TUDUM. What? T-u, it's called TUDUM. And I'm not sure, but I think I've seen people talking about that it's literally named it's after the, the sound that Netflix plays. Netflix
1: sound, ta Yeah, ta
0: <laughs> Oh my. And I really don't like that. No. <laughs> Um, especially because I don't know if that's how I would spell that sound, you know,
1: but right when you, I knew exactly what it was right when you said it and I haven't heard anything about
0: this. Okay. That's actually, and I guess I'm wrong. If you could (laughs) tell that from that, that's pretty telling. (laughs) Um, I think it's really dorky. I don't know if they made an acronym out of that or anything, or if that's literally, that's just like the sound what would that's what they're calling it well that's what i mean literally you read my mind because i was just trying to think of that yes h h h um (laughs) (laughs) i would yeah (laughs) because
1: there's there's just like the click and then like shh
0: like the fuzz sound hmm Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> yeah like white noise it's like white noise at first yeah wow i hate it but, but i also kind of love it it's wild um but yeah i've funny. been seeing the hashtag to dumb <laughs> a lot if i'm even pronouncing that right <laughs>
1: oh wow um i hate to report that apparently there's going
0: to be a season two of tiger king I knew you were going to... When you said the word hate, I knew what it was going right, to be. We have
1: to mention it. I this know. A, I have it this bookmarked This is a news TV
0: podcast. It's news. People care. We don't. <laughs> it's just like they're canceling all... Like the TV shows that they're making about Tiger King, a lot of them are like no longer being made. So like I thought people were... We were like collectively over it, but apparently not. not. I don't even have anything to say. I just don't want to know <laughs> anything about I just had to mention it. We story. don't have to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> you did. You... One of us had to mention it. It's news. Yeah. But it's gross. The last piece of news that I
1: have is, again, another trailer that I have not watched. But um, I didn't... Chrissy Teigen has a production company. And... With, um, and she has this, uh, documentary coming out with HBO Max about, uh, and it's about Gwen Shamblin Lara. And honestly, I hadn't ever heard about her, but apparently she has like a weight loss slash religious cult. Mm. And, um, she also died in a plane crash recently. And it's called The Way Down uh and comes out september 30th wow and i'm intrigued i'm very intrigued and
0: i've never heard of this person
1: before and her husband which i saw from a different post was like one of the original like tarzan actors like he was in like one of the original tarzans
0: whoa well
1: yeah i love to hear about like a juicy story i've never heard about yeah me too i was like oh i can't believe i've never heard about this because usually when, like, a documentary about that, like, Lula Rich, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm already involved and know all about this. Like, you
0: could have been consulted about it. Exactly. Yep. No pun intended. <laughs> consulted. <laughs> um,
1: wow. So, yeah, sounds interesting. Yeah, very interesting. That sounds great. Okay, my last piece of news is that Netflix uh, is going to have a new comedy special titled sex unzipped and apparently Mm -hmm. it's going to like address some of like the biggest misconceptions around like uh sex and identity and Saweetie is hosting the special and uh there's a lot of other like sex experts that will be on um including Trixie Mattel wow Saweetie's is just Picking up the most random jobs ever, and I love it. She is making that money. Yes, she is. Proud of her. On to Reservation Dogs, which we previously mentioned was also renewed for a season two. For our top three this week, we are going to name our top three TV characters we would love to have as uh, cousin uncles, which is a phrase that's used quite a few times in reservation dogs and um, a lot of times they're referring to like someone who is actually like a blood relative but like in kind of like a weird distant way or sometimes it seems like it's used for someone who may not even be a relative and that they just um, someone in town that they're close with so Jordan who
0: is your first ideal cousin uncle my first one that I said, my number 3, um an adult that I have very like tender feelings for is Ryan's mom on Special. Ooh, like that's I couldn't a great get it out of my answer. head. Thank you. When I was like kind of just scrolling through different TV shows and I was like cuz I feel like the cousin uncles um in Reservation Dogs, it's like a lot of times, even if they're kind of screwed up on their own, like they have their own issues, um, they also do have a lot of like wisdom and kind of they can mentor the kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they still have perspective, even if they have like, they're kind of screwed up too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we really see that from her. I feel like, like she's had a lot of things, especially with even in her relationship with Ryan, like in codependency and stuff. But like she's also still, she's like becoming. Coming into her own person and like also has a lot of good advice to pass on of all the life she's lived and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I want to talk to her. I think she would be a great cousin uncle.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great answer. When I was choosing my cousin uncles, I was trying to think of people who could like uh, provide me with some sort of life advice or uh, a need like for like random mm-hmm. things. So I'm glad we're on the same page. Totally. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but it I does feel like we should mention that one of the main like cousin uncles has like a whole episode. His name is Uncle Brownie, and I found out that he, the character, was based off of uh, Sterling Harjo. He's one of the creator of the show. Um, he was based off of his dad, whose name is Brownie,
0: and like he oh posted a gosh. picture with him, and he <gasps>
1: looks very similar.
0: That is it's amazing. Very cute. That is so cool. Oh my gosh. I was reading that like so many of the episodes of this show are really straight out of his real life, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very cool. Something we'll have yeah, we'll we'll have to get into it when we're talking about it after this. But that I did not know that tidbit. That is amazing. Cause he was he was one of my like the funniest bits of the whole show was Uncle Brownie. I agree. I love him. He was him. so good. That's so funny. Um, okay, who's your number three?
1: My number three is Annalise Keating. Just Ooh. Like, <laughs> I think it would be <laughs> beneficial to be related to someone that I could call if I ever murdered someone.
0: Just in case. Talk about a specific need. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or any other lawyer needs, but mostly yeah. helping me cover up a murder. Not even necessarily if I murdered someone, just, like, if a friend did or, like, something bad happened. Just mm-hmm. would be good to have that in
0: in the fam. Yeah. Someone who you know would have your back if you were in a really bad situation. Exactly. I could talk to them in, without being judged. Yes. Yeah, that's an amazing answer. Kind of, I feel like that idea kind of combined with my uh, number three kind of thing where it's like they have their own issues but can still really really well that's the thing everyone has their own issues and so (laughs) you're never going to find a mentor who's perfect you know exactly and so my number two wow i'm just obsessed with sex education right now but Jean from sex education i think would be a really great cousin uncle because she is like she's really harsh on otis because he's her own son i think and like like, especially because when I was watching a little bit of season one before the new season dropped, she, like, follows him to the his high school party he's going. Like, she's, like, really, really too intense about, like, figuring him out. But with the other kids that she talks to, like, she's so understanding and, like, puts them at ease when they have, like, what they think are such embarrassing questions and think that they're freaks, you know? And... Totally. That would just be a great, she would be an amazing cousin uncle to have around for advice.
1: Yeah, I actually had her as my number three before <gasps> I thought of Annalise Keating. Oh, so wow.
0: We're on the same page. Yeah, I love it.
1: Wow. Okay, my number two is Tormund from Game of Thrones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoa. His personality fit in, he would fit in so well in this show. Holy right? Yes.
1: He would just be so useful to, like, he would, would know how to, like, fix anything and everything, I think, and would just be, like, mm-hmm. happy to help and is also so funny. Yes. Great
0: personality. And he's so unpredictable in so many, like, similar to so many of the characters. Like, he's he has very Uncle Brownie energy, actually, just in, like, mm-hmm. a younger redhead's body. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's your number one? Well, my number one, and it's funny because I'm like, was I just looking for like older characters? But I was like, no, I want her advice and I want her tough love all the time. I picked Deborah Vance from Hacks.
1: (laughs) I thought about her too. So great answer.
0: (laughs) She would be an amazing cousin, uncle, aunt, grandma, whatever. She, I don't know. Because like, that's kind of the trend of all these relatives and non-relatives on uh, the reservation are, like, very blunt, but they have everyone's best interest in mind every time. Totally.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, you couldn't count... Most of these people, and, like, you couldn't count on them whenever it works for you. You're kind of on their time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I love it. I would love her advice.
0: She, yeah, she rules.
1: My... Number one is Jim Hopper from Stranger Things.
0: Whoa.
1: Great answer. He is <laughs> Thank you. He, like, is such a cousin-uncle type. <laughs> yes. Like, he, like, even adopted Eleven and took her in. And just, like, again, really useful for a lot of different things. Yeah. Would love to have him around. I don't need him as my dad. I don't need him as, like, a f- my friend. But a cousin-uncle is a perfect fit for him
0: totally because yeah some of the some of the relationships between like the older people and the kids it's like the older kid people are annoyed by the kids and they're really gruff with them and like kind of rude but then eventually like they come through you know and that's totally hopper yeah wow great answer love it thank you
1: all right well want to give a brief synopsis of this hulu slash fx show which i saw in canada it's on disney plus which i was like that's weird but then i remembered that disney owns hulu so that and fx so it makes sense wow
0: everything is just interconnected for our canada listeners (laughs) (laughs) seriously like yeah if anyone and if anyone out there is using like a canada vpn to watch some canada entertainment (laughs) you can also watch this (laughs) That's so interesting. Basically, this is saying it's a comedy. I would definitely call it a drama slash comedy. Yeah. So it's it's following four teenagers that are living on a reservation in Oklahoma. It's really following, it's kind of like following their day-to-day lives, but also following them as they have dreams of getting out of the reservation and also they're overcoming their best friend's death. That happened a year ago. Like, in the first episode, it's been one year since their best friend died. It is co-created by Taika Waititi, but I feel like you can really tell that this is Sterling Harjo's project because... I agree. I even saw um, just, like, a brief quote somewhere that... how Taika said something about how it's really important that you tell your story of, like, where you came from and that he kind of took a, ended up taking like a back seat to Sterling Harjo. Um I definitely think you can definitely tell some influence though from Taika, especially because did you ever watch Taika's movie Boy? I never did. I would say that it is really there's a lot of similarities to that except it's telling the story of like a Maori boy who's living in New Zealand in the 80s and it's like oh interesting very um you can just tell that it's like a story very if it's not completely autobiographical of Taika it's like really close to his own childhood and like where he grew up and stuff but the vibes are very very similar but this is just like the Oklahoma reservation version um oh I love that so yeah um okay what were your overall thoughts
1: I ended up loving it. I think in the first episode, I was a little bit like, I don't... I'm having a hard time grasping on, like, is this supposed to be funny? Is it supposed to be a drama? Like, um, kind of grasping the vibe of the show. But by Mm -hmm. episode, like, two or three, I was like, wow, I love this. I love these kids. And I do think that the way it was created came through the screen, like, so strongly. Like, um all of the actors and behind the scenes, like all the crew and the writers and the directors, uh, every almost I think almost every single person is uh, a person of Indigenous descent. And I think that's, like, I, I read up on that and found that out, but I also could tell just from watching the show that it was done by people who have actually experienced these things and know these things. Um, and, yeah, the acting was so well done all the kids I love them all so much Mm -hmm. and it was just like stories that have not have clearly like not been told at all like I was just like this is so fresh and new and like nothing I've seen before so I really loved it
0: what about you I loved it too I kind of went through that same journey you're talking about of like kind of figuring out um like reacting to the tone of the show Mm mm-hmm And I was thinking about it because, um, I, I mean, I love a show that's like both comedy and drama. I actually think, um, which I didn't expect to feel this way, knowing, going in, knowing it's like a Taika production, like that he's involved at all. I actually think that it got, it got even better as it went on and and almost moved more towards the drama and away from the comedy. Um, Like, I still, there's every episode, no matter how heavy it gets, there's a lot of comedy and there's, like, something funny in every, almost every scene just because the interactions are just, like, real people that are, like, struggling to find and understand these emotions and stuff. But I felt like once you really get this context of, like, the family members and, like, the kids opening up to each other and to the adults and, like getting really introspective and like deeper into the characters, I was like, wow, this is like very good. And I was crying like a lot when I watched this. It was very heavy, but it was really, really effective and good.
1: Yeah. One thing um I loved like stalking all of them after I finished watching. Um mm-hmm. And Devery Jacobs, who's one who plays one of the main Uh, characters she said this comedy series is by indigenous people for indigenous people and lets non-natives in on our resi ass humor which I was like that's a really (laughs) perfect way to describe
0: it yeah seriously and I just you should have just read that instead of me giving a summary (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah I just thought that that was really well written and like summed it up really well because really good the humor is very uh, different, but I loved it. And um, yeah, I think the show thrived when the episodes where they have their solo episodes that like focus on a singular character. Totally. Um, I think those were when the show was at its best. But also, once you've had those solo episodes, when you see the characters together um, as a group, it made it even more fun and like I was more into it
0: totally I think too it was something where like it lets you in into what like real life is like when you live on a reservation and also was really like a loving portrayal of teenagers who like appear to be just like bad rude kids Mm -hmm. but like seeing how they interact like with adults that really mean a lot to them like Willie Jack and her dad and like Laura and her old coach like things like that it was like really good and you're like these kids are just going through so much Mm -hmm. and it was really special
1: yeah I think that's a really great point like these kids are like doing things that are like designated as like bad like stealing Mm -hmm. but like you see their interactions with each other and how and and the adults and people in their lives and it's like they're still like really great kids. So like hmm. Yeah, that's a really great point. I like that. Clearly, we both highly recommend this show and we both say give it a few episodes. Um don't don't quit after the first or second episode.
0: Yeah, and it's it's interesting because it wasn't like I think neither of us were like, hmm, this is too slow moving or like I'm not really into it. It was just like figuring out the characters and how I felt about everybody, mm-hmm. and then it ended up just being in love with everybody, as as per usual with a Truly. good show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good! I just want to hug them all. <laughs> True. they're all just my little puppies and babies. <laughs> I just
1: want to <laughs> hug them. <laughs> well, that leads me to my next question, which is: Then, who's your crush of the week?
0: Hmm. Well, I've got to say. Everyone on this show is, like, very beautiful to look at. Truly.
1: And then I was looking at pictures of a lot of them that they went to the Emmys, and I didn't know that this happened because I didn't watch the Emmys. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it was really cute because uh, Lane, like, posted, like, two slideshows (laughs) of him and uh, the character Bear. Uh, oh my gosh and they're like with all of these different celebrities like there's this picture of them with jonah <gasps> i mean seth rogan which is really hilarious and then also oh my they're gosh. <laughs> they're with um elizabeth olsen and then they're also with like dave and gada and it's
0: really cute and hilarious and it- precious and i love it i'm obsessed with that i need to go follow them all immediately yeah also it was funny because i was like who's lane and i was like oh cheese (laughs) yeah sorry cheese (laughs) i forgot well i was just like they're so like he's cheese (laughs) but like that's not his real name (laughs) at all while we're
1: while we're talking about this can i go first and say that my crush is definitely cheese
0: please yes (laughs) cheese please (laughs) cheese please
1: um, I loved his storyline, and he's just, like, the sweetest. And I loved when he, like, would try to be, like, a little feminist. Yes. And <laughs> I thought that his, like, adopt-a-grandma sto- like storyline was hilarious and adorable. And I hope we can see more of him in season two.
0: So freaking great. I was actually thinking, I was like, is he my favorite one of all the kids? I would go through – I would go through – flip-flopping which one was my favorite at any given time but he yeah. was consistently just like wow he's he's really special yeah and he's literally been in nothing else like no other shows or movies at all and he was mm-hmm. wow so was great. amazing and great um mine might be kind of weird <laughs> but you know who i thought was so like strikingly handsome was big the sheriff Or the cop of the town. Yeah. I was like, holy. He was definitely like a weird... He was not weird. He was just like a very goofy character. But also I love the episode where he and Cheese are doing... Cheese is doing a ride-along in his cop Mm -hmm. car. (laughs) And that was like so sweet. And I think that Big... The character Big is really interesting in this show because like he doesn't seem as broken down as some of the other citizens in the reservation and like seeing him as a kid, like you can just tell he's kind of like a, he's always been kind of like a quiet rule follower sort of, um, and his flashback was like very weird and very fun and just like kooky, mm-hmm. which actually, I also want to bring up how, um, the vibes to were so similar to Atlanta for me. You know, um, I
1: was actually reading an, an article in the New Yorker and they made that same connection.
0: Oh, Wow. And I was like, Did I have you not know about I, that. I moonlight as a New Yorker writer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning so many new things. Funny you should mention that article I wrote. Just kidding. Um, but it really is, especially because a lot of this, um, like that episode in particular. Well, here's the thing. I shouldn't really call it magical realism because I also am not. I bet a lot of it is actually pulled literally from cultural stories you know mm-hmm. so it's like it's not really fair for me to just say that was fantasy you know what I mean yeah but it's like it reminds me of of Atlanta where something very seemingly out of the blue slash out of reality happens but it's just part of the show and it's just part of the reality of the show and I feel like a lot of interesting things kind of happen in this show that really reminded me of that and kind of just like some of the episodes which just like you're just watching a day in the life and that's how Atlanta feels too a lot mm-hmm. um so yeah I feel like if you like Atlanta I feel like you would I feel like a lot of people would love this show and I know a lot of people love Atlanta too so maybe these are just two great shows
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're coming to the stark realization <laughs> recommendations we're having an epiphany <laughs> <laughs> these two shows no one has ever uh, heard of people need to watch them well, people, I do feel like people are forgetting about Atlanta because That's it's true. been a long time. But That's very true. Anyway, yeah. It was very good. I really liked it.
1: Me too. Already can't wait for season two. And I
0: hope that more people watch it. Yeah, I agree. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it's buzzy enough. I don't know. I bet people will get caught up hopefully. And like when season two comes, people will be like, oh yeah, I love that show
1: Yeah, I think so too. All right. Well, another great show to add to your list, and you're welcome. It's all because of us. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.